around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We welcome you, and we're so thankful and honored that you've taken the time to join us, and we believe what we're going to say today is going to help you. <laughs> it's going to minister, as we would say, uh, and and just do everything that we possibly can to give you a fresh new line of thinking. There's a great scripture over in Ephesians that says that we are to be constantly renewed in the spirit of our mind with a fresh mental and spiritual attitude, and that's not just a command without basis. That's from the Word of God. So Terry and I are here today to talk to you about those good things. And if you've got time, pick up your phone and text a friend or family member and tell them that they may join us here on the podcast today at terrymize.com. And we are so thankful for that opportunity through technology to minister to more than just a room full of folks that we can reach around the world with this wonderful good news, as the gospel is called. Darling, what would you have on your heart today to share with the folks? Well, you know, I always have something to say on God's behalf. That's right. And, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I used to tell my four kiddos all their, all their growing up years. And I tell my grandkids, and of course, who said it in churches too, that, uh, that God doesn't want your life to be sensational. Right. Or spectacular. That's right. But he wants your life to be miraculous. Miraculous. That's such a good statement. And yet in this day and age, the, the people don't think in terms of miraculous. They no. think in terms of sensational right. and spectacular. Right. You know, we're a, we're a media world and we're a Hollywood, you know. And that's why they think that way. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so if you watch a movie, right. that movie is, is all those special effects and all the things they can do. It's sensational. Goodness, yes. And it's spectacular. Yes. And so what happens is the church begins to expect God right. to do sensational things. Right. And we expect God to do uh, uh, spectacular things. Uh, but God's a miraculous God. And what he does is he does the miraculous. He does miraculous things. And sometimes we, we miss the things of God That's right. simply because we're expecting it to be sensational and spectacular. And it's neither one of those. It's simply miraculous. And we miss it because it's miraculous and not sensational and spectacular. That's right. And I think by you in, in talking to someone about this recently, I, I said to them, uh, human nature is basically to miss the obvious, what's right under your nose. Of course. And because we miss where we are at the moment and what what the dynamic is, then later on as the miraculous begins to unfold, we don't realize it's even been that spectacular. No, right, right. And we're blinded to it because we didn't see where we came from. And 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 so we're always looking for that momentary flash in the pan, right? Uh, you know, something that looks supernatural, spectacular, sensational. Right. Well, so many times when we pray for something, we kind of tell God, "Now, now, here's how I do this." Right, right. Now, now if I was God, here's how I right. do that. I'd, I'd make a big splash. You know, I'd really, <laughs> I'd really make this thing sensational. I'd right, really make this right. thing spectacular. Right. And yet, God simply is going to do the miraculous, and we need to learn how to live in the miraculous and how to believe God for the miraculous. You know, it's kind of like a lot of Bible. Uh, uh, scriptures in the Bible that tell stories about right. real people with right. real situations right. and real miracles. A lot of times, I think when we've read those over the years in our mind, we see them as being sensational and spectacular. Take, for example, the the little lady and and the cruise of oil and the cruise of meal uh, that, that never that didn't right. dry up for a year. Uh, here, there was a famine in the land. Mm-hmm. There's no food. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prophet Elijah was off up at the brook Sherith. 
and, and the ravens have been bringing him food to eat and the water, the brook had been giving him water to drink and those dried up. And you might right. say, well, the natural supply dried up. Sure. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the natural, the supernatural always needs uh, the natural. The natural always needs the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And so whenever the whenever the natural dried up, God wasn't through. He just said, well, I'll just feed you supernaturally. <laughs> right. Of course, it was pretty supernatural just for those no ravens joke. to bring him food. No joke. But when they quit bringing him food, then he said, go off down into town. I've got a widow lady down there that I have ordered or commanded to sustain you. And so he goes off down to the town, and, and he sits at the well, and she comes out there. And her situation is this, is she has a son and they are down to their last little last, bit of oil yeah, and last little yeah. bit of meal. And she said out of her own mouth, it was enough to make two cakes. So she right. was going to make two cakes, one for her and one for her son. In fact, she even said with her own mouth, she said, I'm going to make two cakes, one for me and one for my son, and we're going to die. I mean, that was her future. Her That was her after. Yeah. But but the prophet said to her, he said, lady, wow. uh, get me a drink of water, please. And she said, okay, I'll do that. And so she got him a drink of water. And then after she did that, he said, uh, lady, how about making me a cake? Go make me a cake. Make me one first. <laughs> well, he said, just go make me a cake. Yeah. And she said, I can't do that. She said, I've just got enough meal and enough oil to make me, yeah. me a, a cake and my son a cake. And I've come out here to get two sticks. All I need is two sticks. And I'm going to make a fire and cook our cake. And then we're going to die. And he said, well, make me a cake first. And then he used this word. He said, and after. See, now there's an after. Right. Before that, there wasn't going to be an after. But now she's got an after. Yeah, he said, and line. after, mm-hmm. make yourself and your son a cake. And so, lo and behold, she did it. She went back home, and she made that prophet a cake first and gave it to him. And then she went back to make her son a cake, and lo and behold, there's enough left to make her a cake. And so uh, she made all of them a cake, and then the Bible says that the prophet just moved in with her. (laughs) And it says that she stayed for a whole The margin says she stayed for a whole year. Wow. And uh, and so if you stop and think uh, in the in the sensational and spectacular the way the way people always read that, I think people have wanted God to make that a sensational thing, a spectacular thing, and and they can just kind of in their mind's eye and their Hollywood view, they can see that little lady picking up that cruise of oil and it begin to rumble and shake and 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 yeah. heavenly music begin to play and all of a sudden oil just starts bubbling out and squirting all over the house and then the meal doing the same thing just bub- just flowing all over the house. But see, that's the way Hollywood would do it. No, that's right. That's the way our minds eye would see mm-hmm. it. Would say, hey, if I was God, I'd just blow oil and meal everywhere. I'd say, watch this, <laughs> I'm God. But no, see, God exactly didn't do that. That's exactly how human nature in Hollywood would pull I, I, that thing The Bible off. doesn't tell us how she did it, but no, here's, what, right. here's what I think. Here's my opinion. Knowing God the way I do and the laws of prosperity the way I do and knowing faith the way I do, I think every day was a faith project. Right. And I think every day she had to make that profit a cake first because that's the principles of God that you give to God first. Right. The, the, we talked last week about the, the, the laws of seed time and harvest that God said as long as time remains, there will be seed time and harvest. And so I think that every day she had to get up and operate in those laws of seed time and harvest. And she made the prophet a cake first. Right. Then I think she had enough left to make her son a cake. Mm-hmm. Then I think she had enough left to make herself a cake. And then come lunchtime, I think she repeated it. And come dinner time, I think she repeated it. And wow. she thought she only had enough oil and meal to make two cakes and die. Mm-hmm. And here she had, uh, she had enough oil and meal to make her and, and her son and, her, and the prophet a cake Three three times a day for a year. For a year. I mean that's that's one two that's nine cakes a day times three hundred and sixty five days. That's something like three thousand two hundred and eighty five cakes. Wow. And she thought she only had enough to make two, two and die. And die. But I think it was a faith thing every day. I think it was a miraculous I to, thing. Yeah, I would tend to I don't think, think it was a sensational thing. and a spectacular thing. Because in the first place, if it had been sensational and spectacular and God had squirted oil and meal everywhere, right. her neighbors would come and killed her for it. 
No, that's right. They were all in famine. They were all yeah. hungry. If they knew she had oil and meal over there, they'd have come and killed her for it. Well, the but it was. But every day she had to operate in faith, and that's not a spectacular thing, no. nor a sensational thing. But, but it, it sure, sure was a miraculous, miraculous thing. That's right. I was just reading this while you were talking, First Kings seventeen, there about how how God did all that, and that's just an absolute. I mean, that is total miraculous. In the, in the eyes of people, even today, if God would have done it in such a spectacular fashion, you know, some preacher could have gotten hold of that and put a big sign out front and see, you know, see the oil and meal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They'd, they'd either advertised it, sure. killed her for it, or, oh, or, that, or, or they tried to steal the golden goose that laid the golden egg and sure. take it over to their house. You know, somebody filed a lawsuit on her. You know, how did you get this? You didn't pay taxes sure. on it, you know. You know, years ago, I said, now, you know, now, now, now if I was God, <laughs> now, Lord, okay. here's an idea. If right. Lord, if I was running things, yeah. here's how I would do it. Oh, I, Jesus, I, I would show us. Oral Roberts, because Oral's gone now, but right. he wasn't back then. Right. I would show Oral Roberts or Kenneth Hagin or somebody. I'd, I'd show them where the Ark of the Covenant was. Right. I mean, you know where it is. God knows where it is. I mean, Indiana Jones found it. Surely God can find it. I mean, I mean, God knows where the Ark of the That's Covenant right. is. That's right. And wherever it is, it's got Aaron's rod that budded. It's got, it's wow. got the Ten Commandments in it. It's got the showbread show in it. Right. And so if I said, Lord, if I were you, if I was doing this thing, I'd show Oral where it was. Mm. And he could go get it, put it in Tulsa at the prayer tower. Right. And then all these millions <laughs> of Christians could come and just see it. We could right. just march them. We could see it. Yeah, we could view That'd it. That'd be spectacular. Yeah. That'd be sensational. But see, God's not interested in that. He's interested in the miraculous. You know, I mean, if I was God, I'd, I'd, I'd just show somebody where uh, all that armor is and all the chariots are right, that got right. uh, Pharaoh's army got drowned in the Red Sea. Right. I mean, there's so many things that if you wanted to be sensational, if you were mm-hmm. God uh-huh. and wanted to be sensational or wanted to be spectacular, there's so many things where he could just say, watch this. Look at this. Let me show you this. I'm God. Look, but see, right. he's never been interested in anything but faith. No, it's just the a Bible says, the, the Bible says you must believe that he is. Yes. And believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He's not trying to prove to you he is. He's not trying no. to show you he is. He mm-hmm. wants you to believe that he is. Well, and that's, you know, that's what I see. This is what I see in all of that is that when you when you're looking for the miraculous and not the sensational, then you know that God is going to want to partner with you in your faith Amen. to be to walk that thing through Amen. by faith. Amen. So let's say you start here on, on January the thirty first and you're believing God for something and you wanna you wanna walk by faith to it and you're not looking for the miraculous. If you're paying attention, you'll walk through that thing and let's say by February fifteenth that you didn't have a date out there. You didn't know it was going to happen. But all of a sudden, you look back from where you started on January 31st, and here's the answer to what you were believing for the middle of February, and you look, look what the Lord did. I came out of that situation, and in less than two or three weeks, God has turned this thing totally around. And and, done a miracle. And he's done a miracle, and it wasn't out there on a billboard and it didn't take, you know, 25 people dancing around your house doing a voodoo right, chant. Right. You know? But see, the church is so mistaken, miraculous. the miraculous yeah. for the sensational. I mean, my kids used to come to me and they'd say, they'd say, 
Daddy, 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 we got our we got all our homework done. It's a miracle. And yeah. I said, No, 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 it's not a miracle. No, it's not a it miracle. It is sensational <laughs> and it is spectacular. And I'm proud of you. Yeah. But I know how you did it. It just right. took a little bit of elbow grease and you paying yeah. a little bit of attention yeah. a little bit and at a time. spending some time and you got yeah. your work done. That's now right. that now that I know you did it, you can do it again. That's right. But see, here's my definition of a miracle, Renee, is I've always said my definition of a miracle is because God. Right. That's so good. There's no other so explanation right. for it. It's just because God. Because if you can explain it, it's, it's not a miracle. It's not a miracle. How did how did Jesus make those blind eyes open? Well, because God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you can explain it and say step one, step two, step three, it's not a miracle. No, that's right. People used to come to me and they say, Brother Terry, isn't that great, man? That's a miracle. We put a man on the moon. I said, mm-hmm. well, no, that's not a miracle. It's sensational. Right. And it's spectacular. I think it's great. But it's not a miracle. We can explain it. We know how we did it. And we can do it again. Mm-hmm. It just takes the expenditure of a few billion dollars, uh-huh. and it takes some men and women with the intestinal fortitude <laughs> to get right. in that bird and fly it up to the moon and get off and drive a Jeep around and pick up rocks and bring them back home again. That, that's sensational and spectacular, but it's not miraculous. miraculous. Mm-hmm. Now, when Apollo 13 went up and NASA said, you're dead men, we can't get you back, and then the president called a national day of prayer and fasting, and we all prayed and fasted, and NASA got an idea and brought them back down. That yeah. was miraculous. Because they had expended mm-hmm. every genius mind. Oh, yeah, they said we can't do it. They said we can't get them down. There's no way to do it. And all of a sudden, somebody has a thought. And that's, that is absolutely the result of people praying and then God. Again, the president called a national day of prayer and fasting. That's what I'm saying. And then the miraculous happened. Right. You remember the other day, you and I were talking about, you know, this, this, uh, you, you had just preached on it recently about, uh, there in Ecclesiastes where, uh, uh, two are better than one and a threefold cord sure. is, is sure. not easily broken. Yeah. And then we were looking here in Matthew 18 that wherever two or three are gathered right. and whatever you agree on in his name. And, but over in second Corinthians chapter one, we were talking about there how Paul got into a situation in the Amplified Bible. It says there, he said, we felt we had received the sentence of death. Right. Sentence in other words, it was absolutely impossible mm-hmm. for things to, for them to be delivered out of such adversity that they were in. But he said, the church prayed, God had mercy. We used our faith and we got out. I and, mean, and but it, that. but it was a progressive right. thing right. that God was able to, to, to structure to help them walk by faith out of that very dire right, life threatening right, right. situation. And that's the way miracles are. That's right. If, if you, you prayed for us, you we prayed. used our faith, <laughs> yeah. God moved and we won. <laughs> and we won. Yeah. And that's the miracle. And you can't see it out there. It's like, it's invisible. You don't see how it's going to work out. Sure. But if you'll walk by faith through that thing and keep your eyes off the calendar and off the clock mm-hmm. and let God just begin to do it, you'll you'll wake up one morning on the other side of that problem and say, oh, my goodness, we are out of the desert. And then and somebody says, how'd you do that? Say, because God. <laughs> because God. There, there's I I, there's no you. other explanation. I just, can't tell you. Yeah. There's no, I mean, and that has happened to your family and my family in the past to where we, we just think, look what the, everything from from legal stuff to, you know, church people to finances to health to all kinds of things. And just look what the Lord has oh, done absolutely. for us. Absolutely. Attacks from hell. You know, back when we were missionaries in Mexico all those decades ago, uh, people would come up and ask me a lot of times in the States, you know, they'd come and say, uh, Brother Terry, how do y'all, how, how do y'all live? I said, well, by faith. But they don't know what that, they don't know what that means. They <laughs> said, yeah, but yeah, but how do you live? Well, by faith. I had one guy ask me, well, a bunch of guys asked me, said, how, how do you get your money? 
Yeah. And I said, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? How how do you get your money? I mean, how, where do you, where does your money come from? We had a guy in our church God. tell us we told him we live by faith. He said, I'm so sorry. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Yeah, they said, yeah, yeah. No, I'm really, so sorry. we've had a lot of people tell us that. And I said, yeah. don't feel sorry for me. No, right. This missionary's uh, believing God and doing good. Yeah. But but you know, um, I remember one time we were in, in Guadalajara living there as missionaries and. And we didn't have any partners. We didn't have a newsletter. We didn't send a newsletter right. out to people. We didn't have a mailing list. All, all we had was was me and Jackie and a baby and a Bible and poor old God. Right. But, you know, we found out poor old God wasn't so poor after no, all. that's right. That's and right. Uh, so we were praying, believing God to meet our needs. And we had no check checking account, no bank account, no credit cards. I mean, we, yeah, we're just there. I mean, either God comes through or we starve. That's right. And uh, That's for sure. And we went to the post office one day, and there's a check in there from a church in Houston that we had never heard of. We had never been there. We didn't know the pastor to our knowledge. We don't know anybody that goes to church there. And and it was, it was a check for $300, which was a lot of money in in Mexico in those days, back in the seventies. And it was a check for $300. And a note said, our church was praying and the Holy spirit brought your name before us. My, well, my, my. I said to Jackie, I said, well, if the Holy Spirit's promoting us and, and raising money for us, I guess we're in good shape. That's right. But we didn't know that. I don't know if we ever got another dime from them. I mean, you know, just, a, just, just the, a, the Holy Ghost just said, hey, send this missionary $300. Moment in time. That you only see, that's God miraculous. Yes, it is. There's no explanation for it. It's just because God. It's like, you know, when you were sitting there talking about that, about, you know, just you look at the natural resources of what you have, and then you look at what the miraculous things that God does. Reminded me of the, in Hudson Taylor, the great uh, founder of the China Inland Mission, wrote back in the 1860s, 1870s, way up in China, no way for anybody like you in Mexico to get any word to them, any resources, no letters, no no mail, no, nothing. Of course not. Nobody even knew where he was sure. up in North China. Well, and his mail came from England. Yeah. <laughs> this is in the 1800s, so somebody would have to write a letter, put it on a ship, and that ship for would have to travel months. for months and months yeah, to get to China. for five months to get just to a port in yeah. China. Then to get it to a post office, then to try to find him where he was in the inland missions. And he, he had gotten down with just a little bit of money, and I'll put this in American uh, denominations here of, of money, and it, he said... He said, we're, we're doing this and we're, we've been doing that. And, but he said, we're down to 25 cents and all the promises of God. Isn't that wonderful? And I think that was that, that statement has impacted my life in the last 12 to 15 years since I read it more than anything else of just hearing that, you know, you can be down to just nothing, zero, 25 cents, but I've got all all the the promises promises of of God. God. You know, yeah, and for a dollar to get to him, like I said, would have to be somebody in England would have to hear from God. Isn't that something? Write a letter, put a put a dollar in a, a pound in in a letter, then put it on the ship for five right. months. I mean, God would have to speak to those people five months ahead of time and obey him, and <laughs> they'd actually to have it. to obey. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about tools on our own one of our podcasts recently, and we're talking about how how you go through the toolbox and find the right tool, and God God has to do that. God right. has to go through His toolbox of people. And find somebody, somebody that will obey him, somebody that's the right wrench, the right tool, and say, hey, you need to send money to to to, to Hudson Taylor. Hey, you need to send, send right. money to Terry and Renee Myers. You need to send money to you know to, to Brother Copeland, Brother Hagen. You need to send this money. And somebody believes God, and then they are the right tool, they're the right answer, and and obey God. And then and then he, you know. I think it's when I love that statement. I mean, I've read it. And, oh, wow. and we've quoted Let me it. interject that here. All just the promises you, of God. That they that by the end of that day, Terry, when he said that, mm-hmm. a Chinese businessman found 
the young man that had been traveling with Hudson Taylor as his assistant and said that he had uh, gathered some things together and wondered if the American would need it. And it was food and a cooking pot and all kinds of things. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just miraculous. (laughs) Oh, you know, I think it's a, I think it comes down to the same statement I made so many years and just made a few minutes ago. Yeah. Here we were in Mexico with me and Jackie and a baby and a Bible and poor old God. Right. You know, just all the promises of God. All the promises. And I just of never God. worried about it, Renee. I mean, you knew me in those early days. Right, I right. just didn't worry about it. We believed God. You know, Jackie and I moved into an apartment one day in, in Mexico in Guadalajara. We just got to town. Uh, God showed us his apartment. We went out and took it. Uh, didn't sign any contract for it. Didn't sign any papers for it. The, mm-hmm. the, the owner wanted a first month's uh, lease, last month's lease, and a, and a, and a one-year contract. And uh, I said, nope, I can't give you a one-year contract because God may move me in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I don't have any money today. But I said, uh, if you'll give me 30 days, I'll give you I'll give you first and last month's uh, rent, lease. And uh, the person said, okay. And they weren't a Christian. They didn't know me. They didn't know anybody that knew me. They said, okay. And uh, so here we were. We had our own apartment. And it's a long story, and I can't do it on the podcast unless I take a whole podcast for it. But the crux of the matter, the bottom line is this. Uh, I turned to Jackie and said, well, I've got $50 in my pocket. And we prayed this morning and said we'd have a place to live by tonight and our own food to eat. Yeah. I said, so here's our place to live. We got it. Yeah. And I said, so I'm going to take this $50. I saw a store down the road. I'm going to walk down to the store and buy some groceries. I walked outside and a car pulled up. And, and an American guy got out of the car and because uh, it was a four-apartment complex. Right. There's nobody living in that apartment complex but him, and then we moved in. So he mm-hmm. pulls into his driveway, and he said, hey, hey, did you guys just move in or something? And I said, yeah, we just moved in. And uh, he said, uh, are you a Christian? I said, yes. He said, are, are you a spirit-filled Christian? <laughs> oh, I said, yes. yes. And he said, praise God, I've been asking God to move a spirit-filled Christian in here. Oh, how And uh, so I took him in, introduced him to Jackie, and uh, he said, wait just a minute. And he ran outside and ran upstairs. It was two apartments downstairs, two apartments upstairs. He ran upstairs to his apartment. He came back down in a few minutes with a five-gallon jug of water, ran back upstairs, came back down with a box of groceries. And he said, I just returned to Guadalajara today. He said, I've been in the States uh, over the last couple of weeks. And he said, I just returned today. And he said, I'm single. I'm a medical student. In fact, a lot of people listening to this podcast would know who he is. Uh, 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 then nobody heard of Terry Mize and nobody had heard of Bill Cooper. But Dr. Bill Cooper is a well-known doctor in the States now. Oh my, my. And it was it was Bill Cooper, a single man. Yeah. And uh, Bill may be listening to this uh, podcast today. I don't know. But he said to me, he said, uh, I just got back to Guadalajara. And he said, I'm a single man. I never, never, never buy groceries because I never, never, never cook. He said, I just eat out or I eat with friends of mine or right. other medical students or right. some missionaries I know. And uh, he said, but I got in town today and God said, go to the grocery store. And he said, so I went to the grocery store and he said, I got a basket and I just went up one aisle and down the other. And God would say, buy this, not buy it. And he'd say, buy that, not buy it. And he'd say, buy this, not buy it. He said, now I know why I bought it for you. Oh. And so there we had our own place to stay, just like we had prayed that morning. And we had a five-gallon jug of water, and we had food to eat, and I still had my 50 bucks. That sounds like the Lord. That's mm-hmm. just the Holy Ghost yes. doing the miraculous right? one more time with nobody to depend on but just poor old God, uh, all <laughs> the promises of God. 25 cents and all the promises of God. Absolutely. And here we are, nearly 50 years later, just uh, rejoicing in the faithfulness of the Lord. And, and Terry and I really 
pray that what we've shared with you today will encourage your heart, strengthen your faith, and you'll believe God more for the miraculous in your life and kind of move a little bit higher up on the food chain in your thinking to expect the wisdom and the power of God to begin to work in your life like never before. Amen. Think of it like this. Every time you think about a miracle, you know, I'm a pilot, so I like the laws of aviation. Right, right. Uh, A bumblebee cannot fly. That's right. All the scientists <laughs> say they, they say. can't fly. All the aerodynamic guys say they can't There's fly. There's no way. His yeah. body's too, too big. big. His wings are too small. Sure. It's absolutely right. impossible for him to fly. But we all know they do. Everybody knows a <laughs> bumblebee right. flies, but yet it's aerodynamically impossible. Right. It violates all the laws of aviation, all the laws of aerodynamics, it, mm-hmm. all that. But yet we know it does. So if you were to ask a bumblebee, Say, excuse me, Mr. Bumblebee, how is it that you're flying? Because after all, scientists say your body's too big, your wings are too small, it's totally impossible for you to fly at all. How in the world do you do this? That bumblebee would just smile and look at you and say, because God. That's exactly right. Because God. That's such a good example. Well, it's time for us to go, and we just want you to know how much we love you. We pray these words have washed and bathed you in faith and expectation in God. And we just look forward to being with you again next time. Remember, you can go to our website, terrymiseministries.org, and and go through the archive and see if, if things in there might be of interest to you. There's books and CDs and all kinds of stuff there that we can help you with. Uh, prayer request time is available to you there. You can email us. And then also, uh, next time, be ready to listen to us and tell your friends and family about uh, Terry Mize dot com is where we do the podcast at so look forward to seeing you next time have a blessed blessed week in the lord and we love you see you then bye-bye you've been listening to a mize missions podcast for all the latest updates to our global projects speaking engagements and social media visit us at terrymize.com you can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.